Welcome to Jam Session, a special baby edition. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. No one on this podcast is pregnant. No. Just people we talk about. I feel I wanted to get that out there immediately. (laughs) What if I was going to break news to you that I was pregnant? I would start crying. (laughs) I would be really happy and overwhelmed and start crying. That would be exciting. That's really nice, Amanda. Thank you. I'm just being honest. Well, now I know how to tell you when it happens. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Um, No, the babies to discuss are the new Carter twins. Yes. And the forthcoming Serena Williams Reddit baby. Yes. Uh, So we're going to get to those. Then we also must discuss my one true king, George Clooney, coming into even more money. That's true. A ton of money. A ton of money. Uh, And then we'll hit our segments, DTR, and one thing I just can't stop thinking about. But for now, it's baby time. So there's there's Carter twins. Yes. Last we met. Last we met, yes. There was word kind of in the bubbling and the corners of Twitter that the twins had been born. Yes. And we have since, through TMZ and kind of the tier one gossip sources, have confirmed that the twins are born, and now we believe that they are at home, or uh, what we would call home, which is a rented beach house in Malibu, which we'll come back to. Um, but there's been no official announcement, which is interesting. Yes. Um, they are keeping it under wraps mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And a lot of misdirection in general. That's true. So when Blue was born, uh, she was born in New York, and they bought out the, um, or they like somehow like cleared out a whole floor of the hospital so right. that no one, no one could see. This time they've gone beyond that, and they, they didn't even, there's still no confirmation on which hospital she was born at, although it seems like it was UCLA's Ronald Reagan Medical Center, because Jay-Z was spotted there. Yes, the helicopter at Cedar sinai was for someone else. I wonder who that was. I hope they're well. We do. Um, I hope they're well. That's kind of a real, that's a real F you to Cedar sinai though, because they're known for like their celebrity birthing suite. Well... That makes them more likely. Like, we all assumed yeah. that they would be born in Cedar sinai so you understand kind it's of true. why they wanted a more private space. Technically, they live on the west side, so wouldn't UCLA be closer to their home base? Do you know where they live? I'm very confused about it. So, I'm told that they were renting a place in Holmby Hills. Oh, that's nice. You yeah. Cl- can you expand on that for me? You clearly don't watch Million Dollar Listing LA. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Holmby Hills is like... Above Beverly Hills, basically. Yeah. I gotta say, by the way, since we learned um, exactly where Angelina Jolie lives, uh-huh. um, she bought a new home in the Hollywood Hills, but um, it's apparently close to where Brad Pitt lives. But because it was the Cecil B. DeMille estate, mm-hmm. we were—I was able to do like an actual geographic you can location. It. Yeah, I can pinpoint it, which is. Um, don't be alarmed. Uh, I haven't gone to her house yet. In part because it's in a gated community, so yeah. Angelina's safe from me, and also I respect people's boundaries. But knowing where it is and how close it is to where I live, it I drive is. by it all the time. It's really kind of changed my perspective on Los Angeles. It's true. It is very uh, the the kind of like the hills um, that are like east of the 101, mm-hmm. kind of all squished together. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're kind of anyway. So now I now I know about Holmby Hills. Um, yes. That's exciting for me. I would say um, Josh Flagg is the one who really sells a lot of homes in the okay. Holmby Hills. Okay. That's some deep million dollar listing LA stuff. Great show. Highly, highly recommend it, honestly. It's my favorite million dollar listing. Okay. Uh, I think just on a one of the original million dollar listing guys was actually uh, involved in the renting of the, Matt, the Yes, home, Madison, I think. The home that I live in currently. Is it Madison? Or I don't is know. It a Josh. Nor was mine a million dollar listing. An older gentleman? Hmm. I bet it, I wonder if it was Madison. We can follow up on this. Okay. 
Uh, Madison's a lot of people don't like him, but I I do like him very much. Okay. I also Madison has a lot of uh, Malibu properties, and um, it's kind of seamless from Malibu into the Hollywood Hills. You just go on the one on one, go on the one on one. If you've seen Bling Ring, you're very familiar with this as well, because that's kind of like how they like go back and forth. Yes. Anyway, so I would I would like to say, <laughs> speaking of the hills on the one on one to Malibu, yes. I made this journey myself on Sunday from a not million dollar listing <laughs> to a public beach, which to be clear, I don't own. Um, but it turns out that I was sort of close to where Jay-Z and Beyonce and the twins and Blue Ivy are now holed up yes. in a $400,000 a month beachfront rental on Malibu. If you wanted to buy it, it's $55 million. This ten, is- ten bedrooms. 14 bathrooms. I should hope so. 16,000 square feet. I have to say the garden is really immaculate. It's nice. My main question about this, so it's pretty far up the coast. Look at this view from the garden looking out yes, at the beautiful. water. That's it's, spectacular. It's beautiful. It's sort of like... It's like you're in Sicily, but you're in Malibu. That's true. But in Sicily, there would be... It's like you're really rich in Sicily. There would be clear access down to the beach. In, well, that's a problem Sicily. with Malibu I know, but I'm just saying for me, I understand this is like really great, but if you're going to be beachside, shouldn't, be, shouldn't you be able to go to the beach? I'm sure there's a ladder somewhere, like a little private staircase. I don't know. I see it. It's right there. Here it is. Guys, we will uh, post the link on this listing because okay, it's really right. nice and everyone should get to see it. But we have found a staircase. We have located a staircase okay, right. to the beach. I just want to make sure they have beach access. Like, sure. What's the point otherwise? I completely agree with you. <laughs> but they're paying $400,000 a month. I think that they can make it to the beach if they need to. It's really nice. The other thing, there's like a guest house here. So if they have like, do you think Beyonce has a night nurse? I'm sure, right? Yeah, so you could like have your night nurse. I'm sure they have a whole spot of nannies and night nurses, and I'm sure they have family visiting. It takes a village to raise two children. Plus Blue. Exactly. They have a lot of kids. She's like old now, though. She's sick. She could take care of herself. It seems like there's multiple pools here, an indoor one, an outdoor one, right? Oh, I didn't see the indoor one. Yeah, I think there's one. Where are you on indoor pools? Um, As a child, I loved them. Okay. just loved them. Sure. Um... I think I'm pro if done appropriately. I mean, it's nice to swim. Oh, I see. Wow. This is an indoor pool with like chandeliers. I'm yeah. okay with this. It's a fancy indoor pool. This is pool. more like a pond pool situation with it a lot like of ventilation. Fountains. It reminds me a lot of the indoor pool at Hearst Castle. Okay. Which is like a famous indoor pool, really fancy. You know, there's a, there's a fancy way to do it. And if you're doing it that way, you're probably doing it right. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's not like you're like at your the Holiday Inn in the middle of Massachusetts in the middle of February looking for a swim. Which but is, listen. Which is most of my Find experience. your bliss, wherever it might be. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So I wonder if they, like, what kind of advanced planning requires leasing this place? Like, yeah. Short term, long term. What's the deal here? Well, it it seems to be still listed. By the way, it's called La Villa Contenta, if you want to Google it. Um, so it's publicly available, which makes me think, I, I mean, I'm sure that they arranged it a little bit in advance. Like, they probably had it ready to go since June. How they had it? a general sense right. of when the twins were coming. Though it seems like they came a bit early, according to reports. We don't really know. Yeah, that's really at the heart of it here. There's yeah. so little information. Which... You have to give them credit for it. It's amazing. There was a there was a good piece on Jezebel yesterday by Kara Brown that was just kind of documenting um, how difficult a time the tabloids are having in reporting about this because Beyonce and Jay Z have managed to keep it extremely private. Which when you were Beyonce and Jay Z and 
are having two children, not one. It's just like double double the secrets to keep and the amount of machinery that is involved in kind of moving them from place to place and throwing off so many people. Like, I'm sure a ton of organization went into this. T- totally. I bet they have like three re- houses rented. I'm sure, like, there's a decent chance the helicopter at Cedar Side and I was like a decoy. Sure. That's like in the movie The Italian Job. There's like all the decoy helicopters. <laughs> One and of trucks. your favorite movies. Yes. <laughs> also in LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure that this was like extremely heavily orchestrated because otherwise we would know a lot more. And they don't want us to, which is absolutely their right. Shout out to them. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, they're masters at this. It's really impressive. I'm I'm very impressed by it. Also, I truly believe they don't want the attention, like which is kind of interesting with so many um, couples. Like they, the, it seems like they go to great lengths for secrecy, but you still find out like either every move. Right. This makes it seem like they actually do want the privacy for their kids. I think that's absolutely true. Also, as you've pointed out, um, they very much want the attention on their own terms. Yeah. When Beyonce is ready, I'm sure we will have pictures of the twins on Beyonce.com. It will be like a long, beautifully photographed essay um, as she wants it. Um, And we will know what she wants us to know and nothing else, which is just an extraordinary, it's a skill and a, a lot of power, and I respect her for both. Totally. Not everyone can pull that off. Also, she picked a fantastic location for the first photo shoot for her new kids, so I'm, you, sh- I'm sure they'll look what right there. What pool, or like where in the home do you think they'll do the photo shoot? <sighs> really excellent question. Um, there is like a, a garden in the middle of the property that um, has these really beautiful hedges mm-hmm. in a round fountain mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. That looks pretty good. You could have them there. Uh, you also then could go like cliffside. There's a lot of options. You also could do it like different times of day. Like if you commit a full day to it, you'd be like, this is the morning photo shoot location. This is the lunchtime one. That's true. A day in the life. Yeah, magic hour one. Okay. Totally. I would I would maximize for magic hour. However, at Malibu, the, you never know when the fog is going to roll in. So you might have to just like take the best light you can get at like 3.30 p.m. I don't think they, I think they can wait for a couple days till they get the right magic hour. I don't <laughs> think they're in a rush. I don't know. I would just have, I would stash a photographer in one of the many bedrooms. Just be like, wait here. We'll call you when we're needed. Just get, be on call. Isn't like a photographer on call at all times anyway in Beyonce's life? I guess so. I mean, Kanye is, is famously has his videographer at all times. Right. Is it just a thing that people at a certain level of fame do now? I think Beyonce did for sure. For her documentary anyway. I can't imagine living life like that. I just can't. Yeah, but it's kind of, they have so many people around them at any given time. How many assistants do you think they have between the two of them? Oh, I have no idea. Like five? I mean, it, there's, there are levels, right? There are the people who have to be like on site. Yeah. Then there's like someone sitting at a desk who has to like put in travel. Yeah, needs. I think they they must have like at least six people on the property at any given time. I would love to know. At what and then who knows like where in the office responding to emails and texts. Who like, knows how many people? One of my favorite pastimes is looking up celebrity campaign finance donations. Mm-hmm. It's gotten harder over time because celebrities have gotten smarter about creating LLCs for their sure. personal wealth or whatever. I would just love to know, first of all, how many LLCs do they have between them? Which one has the highest payroll? Like, how do, like, when you are Beyonce's assistant, like, you're not just, like, getting paid cash by Beyonce. Like, does she give you benefits? Like, how does it work? This is a great question that I don't have the answer to and would love to know. Knowles Carter, Inc., LLC. And, like, do they, you know, I'm sure most of their income goes into that for tax purposes. And then do they, do they, 
does that LLC have employees? Is it separate? Like, it's so intricate. Like, this level of fame and wealth is so complicated. And, like, and I'm sure they make their campaign donations right. through their LLCs as well. So, this is not an answer to the Beyonce Jay Z question, but um, I did read there was an interview with um, Stephanie Shepard recently. Mm. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. Uh, she was a, an assistant to Kim Kardashian oh. and has kind of moved up oh. in the ranks. Right. Yeah. And she and isn't, don't people think she might be the surrogate or something? Oh, yeah. There were rumors that that would be her. But I was wondering who Steph Shep was on Instagram right. yes. and Twitter. Okay. Now I know. Though, yeah, we're not sure about the surrogacy right. rules there. Anyway, um, it was an interview on Refinery29 by Ariana Davis. Um, they was talking kind of about what this woman does every day. Uh, but it was interesting because she talks about how she has been with Kim for a long time. So they started when they started out, it was just her and Kim and a lot of like frantic text messaging and, you know, oh my god, I have a sex tape. What like do making, I do now? Right? Yes, sure. Yeah, <laughs> making things up. And as the comp, like as the Kim company has grown, sure, she's kind of grown up in the ranks, and so now she's not the assistant. She's like a Chief manager of, of all these people. Yeah, and it like she kind of. She makes it sound like there is like a structure. I'm and, sure there is. You know, she's and benefits a, and stuff. It was interesting. Business. Yeah, yeah. I would love to know like who's the one who's like shopping for the healthcare plans for everyone on the Beyonce payroll. Like I'm just so curious about the minutia there. Yeah, I don't know whether this talked about healthcare plans. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know whether anyone is. Yeah, I don't know. Be informed, people. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating. That's kind of like that's the sort of like the. That's like the equivalent of like the like in like a studio. There's like a lighting grid, kind mm-hmm. of like hold everything together. I'm mm-hmm. curious about like kind of like the lighting grid of the, the Carter Knowles life that kind of like holds all this together. Completely agree. Do you think we'll ever know anything that they don't want us to know? Well, of course not. But I do think there's unless like, it's on tape. I do feel like at a, a certain space, age, at a third location. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like at a certain age, sort of like why not reveal some of the inner workings of how we do stuff? I agree, but I think you got to wait till like 75 or 80. You know, sure, because like. Do people really like think of Beyonce as like a regular person? No, like her appeal is that she's she's extraordinary. Right. So like, why not explain the level of of structure that it takes to make Beyonce Beyonce? It does take away the illusion if you know how everything works. It's like magic. I guess so. It's kind of like pulling back the curtain. And yeah, eyes. and at some point you should do that because I like I don't. It takes a lot of work and skill and talent to be as uh, to be Beyonce. Let's not diminish that. Yeah. So at some point you kind of do want to know what's behind the curtain in order to like give her credit, but also right now she's just she's at the peak of being Beyonce. Yeah, I think it would diminish her kind of her appeal. Not it wouldn't diminish it, but it would change the way that we look at her. One question for you before we move on to Serena. So Jay Z has an album coming out this week with like one of his corporate partners, which yes, Sprint, Sprint. I believe. Um, Poor timing because the babies were just born, so he can't go on tour for a little while. You have to assume that they knew this was happening. Well, that's my question for you. Yeah. What got messed up? The release schedule or the birth or, like, what happened here? Because this is very pe- peculiar. I think that, like, she was an unex- some kind of unexpected pregnancy or something. Or, like, it, I, don't, I don't know. Because there's a lot of, like, scheduling snafus. Like, the Coachella thing. I don't think she would have agreed to Coachella knowing she would ultimately have to cancel because of pregnancy. And I don't think Jay Z right. would have scheduled a record for right now if they both if they didn't think they were both going to be on tour this summer. So I kind of feel like maybe there's some sort of unexpected pregnancy situation here. I think that that is it's safe to reason, which you know, uh, life, that's, life that's, happens. That's great. Like coming at you real fast. We should also that's we'll talk about Serena in a minute, but uh, 
same situation, which right. is really interesting. Um, yeah, I would have to assume that they decided to live their lives, and then the baby happened, and they decided to keep living their lives. I don't know about the J date, because you would have to assume that you could change it. I don't think it was locked in like two years ago and is unmovable. I don't know. It just um, seems bizarre to me. And he tends to, he released his last album also on July 4th weekend. I, I don't know. I just sort of feel like I just feel like they now, maybe thought that was a good time to do it. And Not that he does so many interviews, but should he do any press, it'll be weird if he doesn't like talk about his kids. And I feel like that's not something they would want. I don't know. Just kind of peculiar. Right. I mean, he hasn't really done an interview since Lemonade, so... No, I think you, I could count on, on my two hands his number of interviews in the last ten year and last seven years. Yeah, so I have to assume he'll just release it and then tour yeah, in a few so. months when he feels like touring. I don't. I think that's if, kind of what she did for, yeah. for Lemonade. I think if uh, Jay Farrow wasn't such a um, prolific impersonator of Jay Z, mm-hmm. I would have like no idea of what his speaking voice sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that gives like a certain like, frame of reference, but he just like talks in public so so little that. Who knows? Yeah, they're they're post media. They are. I, sh- I which you can it. be when you can afford a four hundred thousand dollar a month rental on the Malibu beach. Just amazing. Congrats to them. I'm jealous. All around. I'm very jealous. Uh, moving on to Serena Williams, cover star of Vanity Fair for July, or for August. What was that cover? She's that hold- um, might be August. No, probably July. She's holding her boobs. She's very pregnant. Yeah, she's doing the Demi Moore kind yeah. of Vanity Fair cover. Is that going to be Demi Moore's lasting uh, influence on celebrity culture? On celebrity culture, certainly. Um, no. you know, I mean, it's like a, it's an iconic image. It's the first yeah. thing you think of before you think of Ghost or... Samuel's Fire, great movie. Yeah, I mean, the Pottery Wheel is a close second, I would yeah. say. Anyway. Married to Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I was actually going to say, or the late-breaking Ashton Kutcher marriage. I feel a little bad for Jimmy Moore because I love Kutcher and Kunis so much. Yeah. And I think many people in America do. And I don't know, they just seem like a great, great couple. I'm still baffled by it, but... Also, if you're Jimmy Moore, mm-hmm. I would have a really... It would be a really tough pill to swallow that, like, this woman that he then ended up with was, like, around the entire time you were together, like, before, during, and after... I agree with that. I would just be like, what the fuck? You couldn't have figured this out before? Or like, what's, I, I don't know. It would just be, that would be really hard for me. So I feel bad for her. Plus, she told the world that she lost a tooth recently, like, not too Two long ago. Two teeth because Two of teeth. stress. I don't believe that, by I the know. way. Anyway. That's definitely not, okay. not why she lost teeth. But anyway, back to It's Ser- Serena's day. <laughs> it's Serena Williams. Back to her. So Serena's co- on the cover of Vanity Fair, and there's a story written by Buzz Bissinger that accompanies it. And uh, it's really just about Serena's uh, relationship with Alexis Ohanian and their upcom- their their baby, who is due in the fall. It like it does the important nut graph in the middle where it's like Serena's the best tennis player in history, which she is, and that's great. Um, but then it really just kind of gives you what you want, how they met, what Give their relationship is like. Oh, I'd love to. I yeah. prepared them. Okay, good. Um, okay. So we know that they met in Rome. Right. Uh, but we didn't really know the full story. And apparently, uh, she's she was there because she was playing in the tennis tournament there. And he was there because he's giving a speech, um, and they're staying in the same hotel. 
And so it turns out um, Serena's sitting by the pool with her entourage, mm-hmm. and there's no one else at the pool. And this kind of like tall, gangly dude comes and sits at the table right next to them because he's a little hungover or whatever, because he was apparently out drinking with like Kristen Wig the night before, whatever. Sounds fun. Um, I love Rome. And so anyway, he sits right next to them. And as any misanthropic, like, you know, misanthropic person would understand, they're like, why of all the tables <laughs> yeah. by the pool are you sitting next to me? So they try to get him away from them. And so like one of Serena's friends is like, hey, man, there's a rat at this table. Like, you don't want to sit there. And he's kind of like, what? There's a rat? I, I It's okay. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm used to rats. And Serena says, uh, no, we just don't want you sitting there. We, we're going to use that table, which is like the first thing that she ever said to her future husband. Incredible. Amazing. But he apparently handles it so well that Serena eventually like invites him to come to Brett, sit at their table. And then invites him to the tennis match that night. Amazing. Then I think they meet up again in Paris. They have like one romantic day wandering around Paris together, which is how they fell in love. Like, I'm not making this up. This is just the story. Shout out to Serena. This is so so amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really great. It's just, she just went full on in. It's like, did Richard Linklater write this or something? Yeah. So, but then this is the best part. So they also talk at the end about how he kind of staged getting her back to Rome for um, the proposal. Yeah. And in which she's wearing that great, like, kind of Carrie Bradshaw meets Serena Williams outfit. Is she? Isn't she wearing, like, a little bit of a tutu dress, but she's wearing black uh, Oh, Nikes? yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great outfit. Love it. So she was apparently, she was going to, like, play in some tournament, and he had arranged it so she would stop there on the way back, but then the tournament got canceled. So I think he asked, like, Tommy Hilfiger to make up some sort of meeting in order to get her to the airport. So beautiful. Which is great. But anyway, I, and Serena hates surprises and is like doesn't want to deal with it because she's our queen. And so one of her friends is just like, listen, Alexis is trying to get you on a trip for romantic reasons. Like, you need to deal with this. So Serena says she agrees to go, but she wasn't happy. Actually, she was livid. But after she got on the plane, she realized that he was flying her out for only one reason. I knew it was coming. I was like, Serena, you're 35. You're ready. This is what you want. And then they got engaged, which is amazing. I love Serena being so pissed about the fact that she has to go to Rome to get proposed to. The best thing about this is we all know what it looks like when Serena Williams is really pissed. It's <laughs> so really good. You, so you can just imagine it. That's a yeah. great story. What a great couple. It's great. It's really charming. The whole thing. I hope they last forever. Is very lovely. I do too. Um, She's really got a type. It's unbelievable. <laughs> she really does, though. He kind of looks like Brett Ratner. Like, I'm sorry, he does. He seems very kind to her. It, like The yeah, article's very beautiful. charming because it correctly positions Serena as um, the be-all and end-all of tennis and life and is just great and focused and accomplished and doesn't want any bullshit. And he's just kind of like, I got this great girl and just kind of following around and trying to do whatever he can to make her happy, which is what Serena deserves. Um, it's fantastic. It. Wait, but also here's the final thing. So apparently also not a planned pregnancy – Right. So the way she told him that uh, she was pregnant is she handed him a bag, a, a bag with uh, six positive pregnancy texts. Oh, in my it. God. Six. six. <laughs> God She's bless. amazing. I know. She's it's amazing. It's truly great. Doesn't sound like subtlety is her forte, which I like. Yeah, no. That's, it takes all kinds, you know? I love it. Um, this is really a rom-com story. It's really, really charming. And it's kind of written like that. Um, it's definitely just very much about... 
the last two like romantic years of her life and it, it's playing it's playing into the rom-com aspects it's very cute it's also very <laughs> smart like it's all we want to know about we know that Serena's the best I love it um so I just had a great time reading this I'm gonna read it thank you for this overview congratulations to them I love it I yeah. mean this, this is like this is like making me smile very sweet it's really really nice you want to know what they should do they should go back to Rome a third time and use today's sponsor Hotel Tonight what a segue! <laughs> Let me tell you about Hotel Tonight, Amanda. Now, it sounds like Serena and Alexis probably have, like, their spot. But if they don't, they can use this app. It sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals along to you. These aren't last resort places. They're actually cool, top-rated hotels you want to stay in. And with so many awesome partner hotels in tons of different countries, Hotel Tonight can help you find a great hotel almost anywhere. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or finally going on the trip you've been wanting to take for a while. I'm telling you, Alexis, Serena, anytime you want to go back to Rome or somewhere else, check out this app. You don't even need to plan that much. And like, they're so rich, they can just like hop on a plane. Yeah, but if you need to propose to your girlfriend or boyfriend, yes, and you need to do it in Rome, we've still got this app for you. That's how you do it. Hotel Tonight. <laughs> because even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you can book up to a week in advance. So, you know, get that ring, secure it in your pocket, and then head to Rome. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps, and a swipe. So get in on these killer last-minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. And while you're there, if you're too hungover or tired to actually read something, why not listen to a book? That's so true. We'd also like to tell you about Audible. Audible has just launched its first-ever binge listening event. You're invited to binge on great listens and big savings with our biggest sale ever. Enjoy all the benefits of gold Audible membership, celebrity-narrated Audible books, new podcasts and audio shows, exclusive content, and more. Join now and get a year of Audible for just $99, a $50 saving. Sale ends June 28th. Learn more at audible.com slash binge. All right. Baby week's over. Moving on to our... That was fun. Our, it really was fun. Congrats Good, to everyone. Congrats to everyone. Babies are beautiful. Um, if you handed me six pre- positive pregnancy tests right now, it comes my mind. I'm just <laughs> still thinking about it. When the time comes, you know I how to tell same, me. Same way for you. Okay, just that's hand great. over the test. I know how to tell you. Good. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Let's DTR. A couple people who maybe might have babies in the future. Honestly, probably not, but who knows. Yeah. Number one, seen leaving a movie together. John yes. Hamm and Jenny Slate, our girl Jenny. So they are both single. Yes. As they're publicly single anyway. We have yes. no idea what's going on in their private lives, but they have not, you know, updated a relationship status to Instagram, Facebook, or similar. They were spotted at the Arclight, we mm-hmm. believe. Yes. Near believe, us. Believe so, just a few blocks away. Here's what I'm gonna say. I've gotten a lot of people wanting us to comment on it, et cetera. Sure. These are two people who, if they're going to this particular movie theater, know they're going to get spotted. Totally. So I think that this is honestly just like two people who uh, work in the industry taking in some culture together. Totally. Also, I, I kind of feel like they're similar. I, I don't know enough about them personally, but I just feel like his St. His St. Louis vibes and her Boston vibes like really go together well. So is that an argument for or against? More like friendship. I feel like they have okay. like good friend vibes. Yeah. I, I mean, anything's possible. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Two attractive people. I had no idea he's in Baby Driver, which I'm seeing tonight. Yes, he I'm is. very excited about he's that. Very good in it. Great. I had a great time in Baby Driver. That's great. I, I'm certain I'm going to love it. Um, although I've really built it, up, built it up in my head. I think it's good for him to be seen out and about because he's really at risk of fading from the consciousness. 
Yeah, well, I mean, he has those ads, though. I feel like I hear his voice anytime any sports happens in my house. It's true. And H&R Block. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ha- I saw him at your favorite restaurant, Kismet. Oh, really? Yes. That's exciting. Uh-huh. He lives in the, the hood. I've seen him around quite a bit. He's a big restaurant man, because I, I, he used to go to Little Dom's a lot. I just feel right. like he likes to like have his spots. Yeah, I guess Kismet is that spot right now. I've never seen anyone that high profile at Kismet. But what time are you going? Like the eight range. I, I, is that too late? I think it might be. I haven't done. You also uh, can't walk in there now at eight p.m. Like you have to. Like, yeah, walk. no, I have reservations. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, if you want to like pop in. Although, does John Hamm really need reservations? Probably not. I think actually the last time I was there, they turned Christina Hendricks away. So Whoa. apparently, I don't know. Or she, if she, not in like a you're sure. a terrible person and not you're not welcome here, but in yeah, the sense that it's full. So yeah, small space. It's really great. That, a friend told me that it happened over my shoulder. I didn't witness it. Oh, don't cool. hold me to it. But uh, that's anyway. Cool. Kismet is is good. Um, another rumored couple mm-hmm. seen wa- again walking together. Yeah, Katy Perry, our former muse. And uh, Chris Martin, who I've always hated. Um, so this was a Glastonbury. Glastonbury, which is the famed fest- music festival. Yes. And they were seen like walk- walking and holding hands. And then they ducked into something when people found them. Yes. Again, inconclusive. Inconclusive. One thing that seems really fun is to be a musician on the British festival circuit in like the months of May, June, and July because it's robust. Like so far, we've had like four major festivals. We've had Hull, we've had BBC. Uh, that was BBC Radio One. There was the Capital FM Summertime Ball. Um, tragically, there was the, the one Manchester. Yes, which was not like fun, but seemed like a really impressive turnout. And now we've had Glastonbury. There's still Isle of Wight coming up. There's like a lot. There's just a lot happening in Europe in the summer, particularly in the UK. I'm really astonished that you just rattled. That was off the top of Juliet's head. I just want everyone to know that Juliet just did that from memory. (laughs) One thing I like to do in my spare time is watch YouTube videos of these festivals. So, like, do you do? Do you have other things going on while you're doing that? I put it on my TV and I watch. I just want to like know what's up. (laughs) I like. That's fascinating. (laughs) And you have always had like a fascinating YouTube uh, relationship to YouTube. Yeah. That's a new one. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't want to go to these festivals, but I think they're a real bellwether of like what's going to be popular and like what's going to be a hit. And I'm also really interested in like the kind of like the the pop gals coming out of Europe and the UK. There's a lot of them right now. Uh, So yeah, and a a lot of the time, like if there's a new single, the first time they'll perform it will be at one of these festivals. And I just like to be up on it. Just want to know what's going on. Yes, that's fair enough. (laughs) Can I just say related to pop girls coming out of the UK, a friend of mine who uh, lives in... Uh, outside of London, emailed me to make fun of how little we knew about Rita Ora. Oh, yeah. She's so that really was, popular there. Yeah, that you was You know great. who's really popular also is Stormzy. I think he might be the most famous person in, in England right now. I think that's true. And he's like... Uh, he's like very popular with young... Like even the grime, young people that we work right. with. How, are you familiar with Dua Lipa? I'm not. She's another one. There's so many of these gals. There's a lot of... Do you know Anna Marie? No. Uh, you've definitely heard her voice. She's on a... Um, Sean Paul and uh, Clean Bandit song. Can I just ask, how long at a time are you watching festival videos on your TV? It's like 45 minutes. Do you have like a snack? Is it like instead? I don't know. The the Heim set was great. It was 30 minutes. Okay. Really set the tone for the spring of Heim that we're having. And now summer. summer now. Summer of Heim. I don't know. I, I just I just like to know what's going on. I got to keep up with all the One Direction kids. That's true. Um, Clean Bandit, I've just been fascinated by for years. You can't name one person in Clean Bandit. They have so many hits. All they do is play 
instruments that are like from a chamber orchestra. Is some of this from a soul cycle perspective no. as well? You're, so it it's doesn't totally like your soul so, cycle yeah, music and your festival music don't overlap. No. No, Interesting. It's totally separate. Okay. This is a long standing interest of mine. <laughs> I learned something new about you every day. <laughs> anyway, back to Katy Perry and Chris Martin. <laughs> They're living the life of the of the festivals. And yeah. so I just feel like a May December romance in a rom com is similar to like a May August romance for a musician on the festival circuit. Yeah. I just don't actually think that they are in a relationship. I think I don't know. I, I'm sure that maybe they were flirting. I'm sure it looked like something was going on. It, they probably slept together. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to judge people for having sex. It's as long as everyone is Go consenting and happy. That's great. But I can't imagine that this is a long term thing. They're just like at a festival and kind of trying to get from point A to point B. There's got to be a great oral history of Glastonbury festival hookups. I'm sure there's some real weird ones. That was an unintended pun. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Moving on to our one thing. I'm yes. gonna go, I want to go first because mine is not that funny, but I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to talk about it. it. Sure. So there was a photo. There was a photo. A series of photos from May. The day they were taken was May 30th. They didn't surface for like two weeks after that. Two or three weeks after that. They are of Sean Penn and his ex-wife Robin Wright. Very angrily and tearily confronting their daughter's husband and they're showing him a phone like with photos on it and there's crying Sean Penn's face is the color orange they're incredibly demonstrative they are so striking because there's so much emotion happening and I can't stop thinking about them and it's not it's it it seems like you know it's their it, their daughter's not there it's their daughter's boyfriend so it's very possible that something like bad happened or they're concerned about her or there's like something that they, right. there was like some like inciting incident so I don't want to make light of it but these photos are just like kind of shocking because you very rarely see like this raw emotion from people who are so familiar to you in photos yes so they're taken on a stoop in New York City in Williamsburg yeah and it seemed like I, I read something and I don't know whether this is confirmed that Sean Penn and Robin Wright like flew in together yes there's pictures of them at LAX right. as well in the same outfits they went from the airport, like to this right. guy. So I, you know the choice to do this in public is mm-hmm. interesting. It's not interesting, and possibly they didn't have a choice. It was like the only place they could speak to him. Yeah, um, but you are. It, they definitely are photographs of like a major scene happening in the street in New York. Yeah, and it's just these famous people, and it seems the, to go on for a while. Yeah, at the end they embrace, right? And like it seems like they've like resolved something, yeah. but it's clearly like capturing this couple who have been on and off as far as we know off for like the last 25 right. years in like a really intense moment and it's just like it was shocking and then I saw them on the Daily Mail I shared the link with our colleagues mm-hmm. I went back to revisit these photos a couple days later yeah. and the link was dead yeah. and I was like oh that's weird and then I was digging a little bit it looks like the photos may have been exclusively purchased by a radar online which I was thinking maybe they like forced them to take them down right but either way this is like a really like bizarre incident and I, I kind of like I don't know it's just it's such a it was such a rare glimpse into like true emotion yeah you don't see that from especially celebrities of or really anyone that famous um totally it was just the kind of the the guard is completely down yeah and you really feel for them and like you I like we sincerely hope everyone's okay it's you know I, you know and I also like I feel at some point in the photographs they kind of spot the paparazzi and they look a little freaked out yeah 
It's not. It's so not, I understand the invasiveness aspect, but it's just yeah. They, you're right. They are um, astonishing, and also the fact that they were up and then they weren't. Yeah, it was bizarre. Anyway, I hope everything's well with the with the right Penn clan. Yeah, root for them. Robin Wright's like one of the most beautiful humans currently living, maybe ever in the history. She was fantastic in Wonder Woman. She really was. I was upset that spoiler that she died. Yes, <laughs> that was like a very modern Sorry. spoiler. Sorry, everyone. You kind of <laughs> saw it coming. It's in the first twenty minutes. I think I still sort of did gasp when it happened. Me too. I was yeah. upset. She's beautiful. Yeah. All right, that's mine. Your turn. Um, so mine is based on. Have you been watching the Netflix series Glow? Have you seen? No, any of but it? I, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, so Rave reviews from my colleagues. Yeah, we really like it at the Ringer. A lot of nice pieces from. Alison Herman and Ron Parvilla, but um, I'm about halfway through, and the two main actresses, there's Alison Brie, who everyone knows, and then an actress that I had not really experienced, um, Betty Gilpin. Mm. I believe she was on Nurse Jackie. Oh, yeah. My mom loves uh, yes. her. Uh, anyway, so I, Betty Gilpin is just fantastic on the show and kind of the revelation, in my opinion, but then I happened upon Betty Gilpin's Twitter, Ooh. and especially, so she wrote an article for... For Glamour. Uh-oh. No, no, no. It's great. Okay. And I'm just going to read the tweet that she used to post this article, because I really can't outdo it. Um, I wrote an essay for Glamour Mag about how it's hard to disappear when you have tits the size of printers. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about it. And it's like a very... The whole essay is very charming and funny and kind of talks about what it's like to be an actress. And I mean, she's astonishingly beautiful, but sure. I think is self-conscious and she like she puts very amusing and thoughtful language to that. And then I was talking with um, Alison Herman, who works with this, and she said that on the Mark Maron podcast, she described her breasts as the, the size of dead dogs. And I'm just really into the way that Betty Gilpin is describing uh, her various physical attributes in it just makes me laugh a lot it makes me like her she's a great follow on twitter she's great on the show i'm gonna check her out yeah the show i heard the show's really good yeah it's it's really nice it's also 30 minutes long god bless love it yeah so betty gilpin all right i'm gonna check her out it's funny my mom just mentioned her as well that's very charming she's great um thanks for listening everyone congratulations to the carters and the williams ohanians it'd be great if alexis ohanian changed his name to alexis williams just throwing it out there that'd be great um have a great week we'll be back and thanks for listening and thank you to hotel tonight and audible thank you thank you